The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, looking like she got swamp ass, Tammy, the swampy crotch, Underwood. Morning, Tim. I hate you. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) I do not like you, Scott. I love everybody else, not you. I'm hilarious. When? Always. No. Although there was other than, there was one joke you told yesterday, I think it was, that kind of cracked me up a little was bit. Was it the priest one? No, that one I thought was bad. The, the Titanic and the priest one? The airplane and the priest. You didn't say Titanic. I didn't say, oh, yeah, that, I did say airplane, huh? Yes. No, not that one. <laughs> I just realized that I was bending way down to talk in my microphone because I had... Because you're used to being at work. Bent it down when I was. If a man's penis bends downwards, he needs help. Yeah, you don't discriminate, though. No, they also say that if it's kind of crooked a little bit, that's a that's something wrong with them, too. But I don't know. I like it that way. Oh, I know you do, (laughs) man. You, You don't even charge extra for that. I hate you. Are we ready to get into part two of Narcos? I've been ready. I just can't believe you keep saying this. So, Jesus okay, so Christ. the Narcosatanist, right? Let's recap just real quickly. Recap it. Um, is this guy, Adolfo uh, Costanzo, had learned a, like a voodoo ritual practice, witchcraft practice from a guy from Haiti. or It's an African religion, and he learned it from his mentor who was from Haiti. Um, and then he went on to move to Mexico. He was living in Miami, went on to move to Mexico City, where he started predicting things and gaining a following for his cult. And also telling these co- drug cartel people that he could protect them from the law and make them bulletproof, basically. So and then he <clears throat> he actually killed, you know, high ranking, you know, this one cartel leader and his family and then when he got done with that he had his next target so he um orchestrated a meeting with uh another drug cartel leader's girlfriend okay that's where we're at uh, well and they ended up breaking up and she got with him <coughs> breaking up is hard to do All right, hey, okay go ahead i'm sorry so now okay so you know she actually ended up introducing Introducing, you know, Adolfo to Elio because he um, was, you know, wanted the protection. Okay, so as it happened, the Elio's, the Hernandez family cartel was actually, you know, going to be overtaken by, you know, because they had internal dissension among the cartel members, and their competitors were threatening to take them over. So Adolfo used. Every trick he had in his little magical, you know, lifestyle to persuade Elio that the rest (laughs) and everybody else in the cartel, that his religion would be the answer to all their problems. So he could eliminate their enemies in the course of sacrificial rituals. And those rituals would keep the family and its employees safe from harm. 
So if they were faithful to Adolfo, all of these disciples would become invisible to the authorities and bulletproof in combat. But all he wanted was 50% of the profits from the cartel's drug sales. I, I want to point out something because this guy... And a portion of, you know, like a... Like a sock in there, you know. So, so business-wise, though, this dude has his shit together. He does. Because, like you mentioned on the last episode when we are talking about this, is he's got, like, the head of the drug enforcement people. Paying him $40,000. You know, so he, yeah, he's got that, the, the, yeah. the head of the drug enforcement people in his back pocket. Right. Part of his religion, following his religion. And he's telling the drug dealers... The cartels, I can protect you with my powers. Yeah, his power is he's got the leader of the drug cartel in his back pocket. No, he's got, the, he's got the leader of the drug enforcement from <coughs> that's the right. police force. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, know. and the other guy from Interpol. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, shit, no wonder they're High bulletproof. law enforcement officials. Oh, yeah. my, oh, my God, Paco. They didn't see us. That's weird. <laughs> we walked right by them. They didn't even blink. He must be a, he must be a wizard. You scared me because that's what my best friend and I call each other is Paco. That's why I said Paco. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. It's like, wait a minute. Where's this coming from? Now, you know. Because so I'm he, a wizard. He wanted us. <laughs> you follow this religion, too, huh? You're so, a wizard, Hattie. <laughs> oh, maybe that's your hairy wizard. I don't know. But it was something like that. So, so he just wanted a stake in the cartel and 50% of their profits. Now, his rituals had become more elaborate and even more sadistic. As he moved his, you know, his practices and headquarters to the ranch. This ranch was actually 20 miles outside of Maramotos. So on May 28, 1988, Costanzo shot Hector de la Fuente, a drug dealer, and a farmer by the name of Moises Castillo. Now, those sacrifices didn't satisfy his desire. So he went back to Mexico City on July 16th, where he actually oversaw the torture and dismemberment of Raul Paz Esquivel. Now, Raul was a transgender and former lover of one of the cult members, Jorge Montes. Damn, that's, okay? a, that, that's a tall order if you want to be my lover. I mean, I have just some requirements, but Jesus Christ. You got to get with my friends. <laughs> I don't want to be with his friends. I, I got to tell you, I got to admit, that's, that's, that's just not what I'm willing to do yeah. there. So after Raul was tortured and dismembered, they the cult left his, his remains on a street right out in public. And guess who found him? Not the officers, not the adults, but children who were playing. Well, they're invisible. Remember, they're invisible to the adults and and the and the officers, right? Because they got they got the hoodoo, voodoo, you do do what. Remind <laughs> me of the babe thing going on. So you might want to jot that got down. My baby, crying hard as babes could cry. I what love. I do. I love that movie. I, that, that's an awesome movie. But I like. I like uh, uh, David uh, Bowie. David, David Bowie. Yeah. Me too. I'd love to see him in concert. Now, kind of hard to do. He's dead. I said I would have oh. <laughs> loved to see him in concert, just like I would have loved to see Freddie Mercury and Johnny Cash. I've seen Johnny Cash in concert. Yeah, well, I haven't. No. Oh. Just saying. Well, get on with your Folsom Prison Blues there. I was going to say, was that when you were in Folsom? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I've never now, been to prison. I've just been to jail. Go ahead, <laughs> convict. Now, <laughs> the main essential part of 
Adolfo's religion was to mute, was to cause pain and mutilation. Now, he would use blood and okay, if people don't know what this, I'm going to use a big word here. I'm going to use a $5 word, viscera, which is, you know, the innards. Um were thrown into his cauldron to feed it. He would manipulate this cauldron with with sticks as he as he like contacted the spirit world, world, right? So the demons that he was supposed to serve, you know, by doing this, the demons he served were more likely to smile on the sacrifice he made, you know, for the agony that the people died in. Um, according to him, he told all his followers, they must die screaming. So as for the point, nearly every one of his sacrifices, he would sodomize his victim. However, that was just a fringe benefit of him being able to be a god, right? It's just like one of my, one of my, what's the word I'm looking for? Entitlements? No, one of his, um... Right. Benefits. Okay, benefits. Okay. He's, uh-huh. he, he's my God with benefits. It's like a friend with benefits. Conven- but it's a convenience fee. <laughs> it's a convenience fee. I'm going to sodomize you. Well, okay. Well, if that's the rules, the rules are the rules. Right. So on August 10th of 1988, um, in response to an $800,000 drug ripoff, some rival dealers kidnapped somebody named Ovidio Hernandez and his two-year-old sons, okay? Now, Adolfa's, you know, squad of followers kidnapped another stranger two days later and tortured him to death on this ranch. As they tortured him, they would would chant prayers for the safe release of Hernandez and son, okay? Two-year-old son, not son, okay? Which Hernandez was part of this cartel that he was, had a stake in. Okay, so um, when those hostages were actually released on August 13, without any ransom being paid, Adolfo claimed he was responsible for it. Of course he did. So, of course, he was a rising star in the cartel, and he paid little attention to the suicide of one of his lovers, Florentino Ventura, in Mexico City on September 17th. Actually... Ventura also killed his wife and another person with the same, you know, with all the same gun. Um, so in November 1988, um, a 35-year-old ex-cop and cult member, Jorge Valentino de Fiera Gomez. Holy Jesus shit. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> violated. Page two a- of this man's name. <laughs> yeah. So apparently Adolfo was kind of like Todd. He had a ban. Nobody could use drugs. Nobody in his cult could use drugs. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. It makes sense. It, it actually does. Um, so in November 1988, after this 35-year-old cult member, Jorge, violated Adolfo's rules on using drugs, Adolfo actually made him the next sacrifice. Um, and that was a lesson to all of his other followers to be obedient. Now, <clears throat> another competing cartel member Ezekiel Rodriguez Luna was also tortured to death at the ranch, and this happened on Valentine's Day, 1989. Then, two more dealers, Ruben Vela Garcia and Ernesto Rivas Diaz, were added to that list of sacrifices when they actually 
wandered onto the property during one of the ceremonies. Then, approximately nine days after that, cult members kidnapped another stranger who has yet to be identified. But this guy put up a huge fight that Adolfo ordered Elio Hernandez to shoot him, and they didn't have the ceremony rituals. Then on February 25th, the cultists who were just, you know, hunting around Mexico City kidnapped Jose Garcia, which happened to be Elio's 14-year-old cousin. And they killed him before they realized who the hell he was. Right? So by that time, Adolfo was, you know... (laughs) (laughs) had already, you know, in his stockpile, had 800 kilos of marijuana, which he had stolen from another cartel. And he also felt he needed more sacrifices to guarantee that shipment to the United States. So he performed another ritual on March 18th, 1989. But this victim's suffering was insufficient you know, for his liking. So he said, bring me someone I can use. Someone who will scream. And that's when they kidnapped Mark Kilbright. Now, reports have it that his psychic powers weren't as good as what he claimed in that on that March day in 1989 because he was stunned, you know, by the reaction that Mark's disappearance, you know, caused. So not even the Calzada family, you know, when he murdered the Calzada family, had even, like, raised as many eyebrows. Um, A lot of people concluding that drug dealers and their followers were beyond protection. uh, And violent death was just, you know, what they deserved. Well, I was just... It's kind of... Par for the course, you know what I mean. Like if you're doing a bunch of illegal shit, you're you're running drugs and and uh, right. you know or shit like that. You kind of know the risk. Because right, just competing cartel members yeah. are out for, especially if you rise higher than them. Yeah, so it, it's, it's all it, 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 it's business, mm-hmm. you know. And they got to take out their competition, except for doing it in hostile takeovers. They do it with death. You don't expect that somebody's going to abduct a, a pre med student. Right. And murder him. Exactly. That's that's kind of off Especially the table. an American pre-med student visiting Mexico on vacation. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. I, I think that's where it comes into where they raise more highbrows. Because you see other cartel people dying. That's just part for the course. Yeah. 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 You know, you see this, this kid dying. who's just a pre-med student. He's there on vacation. And everybody's like, the fuck, man. Now you crossed the line. So you can fuck right off. Exactly. That's I mean, and that's true. So, get this. Some of the members, I mean, some of uh, Adolfo's victims hadn't even been reported missing. In fact, three of them that were dug up at the ranch still have not been identified. Nobody knows who they are. There's a lot of Mexicans, so. (laughs) However, (laughs) Mark's case was totally different. He was from an affluent family who had political connections. And... He was also an American tourist whose fate threatened to become an international incident. I mean, remember the Natalie Holloway case? No. Oh, she went, uh, I think she Oh, Aruba. South America, yeah. No, Aruba, Aruba or yeah, the Bahamas I remember. or something I remember like now. that. It was Aruba. was murdered. Yeah. yeah. I remember now. Okay, take yeah. me a minute. Anyways, um, so the local police didn't want that attention, so they were 
they were determined to solve this case before they got the reputation that they couldn't solve a case, right? So Adolfo still had 800 kilos of marijuana that he had to move, right? So to safeguard his shipment, he wanted to do one more sacrifice out at the ranch. So he chose Sarah's old lover as his sacrifice, Gilberto Sosa. You know, the one that gave him part of the... Um, yes. Upstake in the cartel. So Gilberto actually screamed as he died on March 28th, 1989. And as a result of that sacrifice, the 800 kilos were transported safely across the border on April 8th. Defite, I mean, defite, despite Seraphin leading the police to the ranch the next week. So Adelfo's, you know, drug runners collected $300,000 for that shipment while Adolfo just patted himself on the back saying, you know, his magical powers were amazing. Now, according to reports, his shield his shield of magic ended the following day. Four members of the Hernandez family got arrested on April 9th before they could even warn or before they can even deliver the money to Adolfo from that that drug deal. So then the ranch began surrendering its buried secrets again on April 11th. And the remains of 15 victims were dug up over a six-day period. And that's, uh, you know, separate from the 12 buried in a cemetery. And three more were found in an orchard nearby. So that's what, 15 and 12 is 27, 30 people. It's pretty bad when you got to do long math to figure out the body count. I had to use my fingers. I have to do that. Sometimes I, I can count up to 21 if I drop you know my pants. What? My algebra teacher always counted with her fingers. And so I think that's how I picked it up. So Adolfo didn't wait around to get arrested. He left. He hightailed it. Him and Sarah both. As well as his male lovers, Martin Quintana and Omar Oria. And one of the Hernandez family hitmen out by Alvaro de Leon Valdez or El Duby. <laughs> that is so funny. That is. They, they, they should have just called him Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Where are you? So Holy fuck. They hightailed it to Miami. However, some informants notified the DEA that he might be returning to his mother's so, you know, the lookout in Florida actually caused him to stay in Mexico City, and he shuttled from one home to the other of his disciples. Okay? That almost sounds like Pablo Escobar when he was being pursued. Dude, no doubt, yo. Because he went from place to place to place. Right. Kind of hiding out. Well, and so did um, Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went from compound to compound, so he didn't get, you know, couldn't be tracked. Well, yeah, and and so did um, Hussein. That's true. And he, then he was found in a hole in the wall. In, in a hole in the ground, actually. I think uh, it was. No, it was the wall. They pulled him out of a wall. Was it a wall? Yeah, I watched the footage. I oh. also watched the footage of his hanging. It was kind of brutal. Ah, good times. Yeah, as I'm, everybody cheered when he was taken to the gallows. I miss the old times. I know, right? So the discovery of these corpses at, at Mount Amaros were tailor-made for tabloids. In the 19, around 1989. Guess who aired a special primetime segment on this case? 
89. I fucking don't know. Geraldo Rivera. Oh, ah, come Jesus. on. With his, remember when he found, what's his name's Crip? A vault. Vault, uh, Al yeah. Capone's. Al Capone, and it had nothing in it. Yeah, it didn't have jack shit in it. <laughs> it, like, totally embarrassed him. That was good times. There were also journalists, probably Nancy Grace, who came from the United States, Europe, and Japan. Now, Adolfo was, you know, cited as far north as Chicago. Apparently, reports say he was in Chicago, where the rumors also placed him in league with the with Chicago Mafia. Now, Sarah was reportedly seen skulking around some schools throughout the Rio Grande Valley. Rio Grande. Um, now, of course, word of mouth reports claiming she threatened to kidnap and murder 10 American children for each of her disciples that were jailed in Mexico. Okay? Now, an alternative church in far Texas was burned by night riders after, you know, reports spread that it had congregants who were witches. Wait a minute. Why would David Hasselhoff do that? Night rider. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Not K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh, okay. I was like, Kit, yeah. I, I liked Kit and David Hasselhoff. Why would they do that? That's messed up, man. I love Kit. Now you watch those and you're like, oh my God, the graphics are so hilarious. I, it's fun. I, I still watch them and I still And enjoy even it. the A-Team was like, really? Oh, yeah. Love really? the A-Team. That makes Back then, we were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. anyways, they burnt down this church because it was believed that the members of this church were witches following Adolfo. However, lo- the law enforcement officials kept, you know, patrolling the borders, hoping to catch him and his followers because um, they were not happy with the, with the arrest of uh, Seraphine on April 17th. They wanted their man because uh, he was arrested in Houston. So they searched the house where he had been se- been hiding and seized a cache of weapons, cache, as well as a lot of cash, but they couldn't find any paraphernalia associated with the occult. Now, Adolfo and his closest followers had simply vanished, as if by magic. Because you know, he has the magic powers. <laughs> you know I'm that smoke bomb that they throw and disappear? My name is Adolfo, and I'm out of here. Poof! Poof. I am magical. Poof! There I go. Now, <clears throat> Adolfo actually predicted that he would be betrayed on April 18, 1989. He knew some informers have, had sold out Seraphin Sr., the older guy, and now he, he kept looking at his followers like, oh, my God, which one of you is going to tell on me? So he actually slept, you know. He barely slept for more than a couple minutes at a time and had an Uzi within reach. So as he became more and more threatened by those around him um, who had more power than the police department, he insisted to them, they cannot kill you, but I can. So on April 22nd, his nocturnal arsonists, you know, night, t- night riders, <laughs> actually went out to the ranch. Like and nocturnal they, emissions, but different. <laughs> right. And they burned his bloodstained ritual shed to the ground. Kind of like um, Ed Gein's farmhouse. So, anyways, the following morning, he became enraged as he watched television and saw the police conducting a full-dress exorcism on this ranch. 
they went around sprinkling holy water over the graves and the ashes that were still burning. And so he like stormed out where he was uh, staying with Sarah and some of his other followers by smashing lamps and throwing furniture around like he was possessed by the devil. No, that's that's the after party when you're when you're touring at the hotel and then you get sued. Just saying. <laughs> As you tear apart the hotel room. Yeah. Throw furniture out the window. Like, who did that? I remember reading an article about that. A lot of people have done that. <sighs> but anyways, <clears throat> now on April 24th, the authorities arrested his one of his lovers, Jorge Montes. But when he, they raided his house three blocks from where um, the Calzada family was actually murdered in 1986. As with the others, he... Told, he as soon as he was arrested, he was like he had diarrhea of the mouth. He just spewed out everything, and he actually named Adolfo as the as the guy who ordered the executions and came up with these grisly torturing techniques. So three days after that, Adolfo and four of his the only four cult members still by his side went to one more hideout. It was in a park an apartment on Reno Sena in Mexico city. Now Sarah was scared. She was frightened for her life. So she wrote a letter on May 2nd and tossed it from one of the bedroom windows. So, you know, so somebody on the street would pick it up. It actually read, please call the judicial police and tell them that in this building are those that they are seeking. Tell them that a woman is being held hostage I beg for this because what I want most is to talk and they're going to kill the girl. Okay? Somebody walking by actually saw this note, read it, but didn't take it to the police. He thought it was somebody's prank, so he just kept it. Meanwhile, upstairs, um, Adolfo started, you know, making plans to leave Mexico with his, you know, last few disciples. And... Because he wanted to, you know, start over somewhere else, kind of like Jimmy Jones. He said, they'll never take me. So. Well, of course not. He's invisible. I keep telling you, he's invisible. And bulletproof. And bulletproof. Ain't much you can do about that shit. Damn. Yeah. However, his plans started to fall apart on May 6, 1989, because the authorities arrived on that street and started going door to door, you know, asking people questions, interrogating people. You know, it kind of, when I read this part, it kind of reminded me about, you know, Hitler, the Gestapo trying to find, you know, people who were hiding Jews. Do you know anybody who has the Jews? Nobody. Where are they? No. Um, However, so, you know, as they were searching for a missing child on a completely unrelated case, when Adolfo saw them from the window. He freaked out and started firing his submachine gun. A few seconds later, 180 policemen had surrounded the building and started firing back. This lasted for 45 minutes. You know, surprisingly, only one person was wounded, uh, and that was an officer who was hit by one of the one of the first bullets. So, not even one of his nice plan, right? Nice shooting, Tex. Nice shooting. <laughs> You know, right. maybe you should have done a little voodoo ritual uh, about, you know, like, maybe, hopefully my guys can shoot. because. But it kind of reinforced his belief that he was bulletproof. You know? Oh, fucking a blind 
paralyzed quadriplegic could have shot better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adolfo, like, he knew this building was surrounded. He only w- wounded one officer. Didn't even kill him. You know, so he was like, you know what? I ain't never getting out of here alive. So he actually gave his weapon to, you know, El Duby and told the man and, you know, gave him some orders. This guy later told the authorities, he told me to kill him and Martin. And I told him I couldn't do it, but he punched me in the face and threatened that everything would go bad for me when I went to hell. So then Adolfo hugged Martin and I just stood in front of them and shot them with the machine gun. So Costanzo and Quintana dead when the police entered the apartment. They apparently were put into a Put into a closet. <laughs> oh my God! I knew that they were in the closet. Wait I'm a minute, hold on. To say that part, I thought they came out of the closet in the very beginning of this because he had the. What do you? Uh, if you want to be my lovers, he was already out of the closet. Now, now they shove yeah. him back in. See, that's part of your people that are homophobic. Uh, you know, the transgender. I didn't say the transgender. They're like their own species. <laughs> I did not say the transgender. The transgender. That is not the phrase I used. I'm not even going to repeat the phrase I used, but it had nothing to do with transgender. You know, those kind of people. <laughs> that is not what I meant. Shut up. So, apparently, Adolfo was just dressed in shorts like he was going to go out for the day. The three people who survived all this, El Dube, Dubi, Orea, and Sarah, were arrested and quickly went to jail. While they were in custody, El Duby admitted that he actually shot Costanzo, but then he like was happy when he told the authorities the Godfather will not be dead for very long. Right? Well, like Jesus, he's going to rise again. Apparently so. Now, there's a legacy behind that. The Mexican authorities were less concerned with Adolfo's res- apparent resurrection than they were with making the charges stick against those survivors, right? So with El Duby's case, it was open and shut. He confessed and it, and re- his he he recorded a confession on two counts of murder. However, Sarah said she was a victim. But then she betrayed herself when she started to protest too much and started revealing intimate details of the bloody rituals. So in the wake of that shootout, 14 cult members ended up being indicted on a a slew of charges, including multiple murder, weapons and narcotics violation, obstruction of justice, and conspiracy. In August of 1990, El Duby was convicted of killing Adolfo and his lover and only got 35 years in prison. But remember, like, Mexico has, like, doesn't have harsh penalties like we do. Remember, because, uh, what's her mm-hmm. name? Somebody else only got a few, you know, like, you know, so many years. Right. I right, mean, right. was sentenced to life, but she would only do so many. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. So Juan Fragosa and Jorge Montes were convicted of murdering Raul Esquivel, and they also received 35 years. Now, Omar Orea, convicted on that same case, before he can even be sentenced, he died from the AIDS virus. Now, Sarah was actually acquitted of, 
uh, Adolfo's murder in 1990, but she was sentenced to serve six years on a conviction of criminal association by being associated with him. So the godmother insisted that she never practice any of those religion, the religious rituals, but Christian Christian Santeria. And so the televised reports of those murders out at the ranch, she, she told everybody, she was shocked by them. It's like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. That's freaking awesome. I know, right? Use plausible deniability. That's even, right. even Even when everybody looks at you and goes, Especially when you shit. have some details of, you know, intimate details of what happened. <laughs> That's fucking but hilarious. Hey, I didn't know anything about it. I'm just as shocked <laughs> as you are. <laughs> However... During the trial, you know, after the trial and the jury deliberated, they did not agree. So in 1984, when she and four of her male accomplices were convicted of multiple slayings out at the ranch, she was sentenced to 62 years. Where did I? Okay. With, you know, and this is a separate trial from that first one. Sorry, I got... I got a little confused here. She was sentenced to 62 years while her accomplices only actually got 67. So the authorities in America were ready to prosecute her and El Duby and the whole clan for Mark Kilroy's murder should they ever be, be released from Mexican custody. However, is their evil gone? I mean... Um, there's apparently a list of cult-related crimes that are unsolved in Mexico. From prison, Sarah actually told reporters, I don't think the religion will end with us because it has a lot of people in it. They have found a temple in Monterey that isn't even related to us. It will continue. Then, from 1987 to 1989, the authorities in Mexico City actually documented 74 unsolved ritual murders 14 of them were infants okay jesus i know Christ. so adelfo's cult is actually suspected in at least 16 of those all of them involving children or teenagers however the authorities don't have enough evidence to prosecute anybody so when you refer to those cases a prosecutor named guillermo ibera i bought you know, you can say it. You better. Thank you. Told re- some of the reporters, we would like to say, yes, Adolfo did them all. And poof, all those cases are, you know, solved. However, the fact is, we believe he was responsible for some, though we'll never prove it. But he didn't commit all of them, which means there's somebody else out there, someone who's still committing these murders. Okay. What do you think? I think that, number one, they should have teamed up with Kermit Goslin because they're killing infants. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know about Kermit Goslin, just do your research. It's, it's, a, it's a disturbing case. Very disturbing. <clears throat> because, yeah. Um, uh, here's the thing. Especially with religions. Mm-hmm. You can take out the religious leader, but... Their fanatic followers will carry on their... Yeah. yeah. There, there's going to be somebody to take their place. The fringe, yeah. Because it happened with Scientology. You know, L. Ron Hubbard died. Actually, no, he ascended to his higher being. And then that other guy took over. And he he's did, like way worse. He didn't ascend to me. That's weird. Huh. <laughs> I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen he him. He actually ascended to his alien planet. 
Because uh, that's what they believe. Oh, the planet of dumbass. <laughs> any Hughesies. Pretty much. Um, yeah, but you know, it, you can have any religion in the world. It could be Christianity. It could be Judaism. Oh, yeah. It could be Santa Maria. It can be the, the Satanist cult, narco, fucking worship the devil shit. People believe in what they believe in wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. And they will follow it and believe their leader to the end. So, you know, you right. probably have some other mystic there. Who is all, you know, fucking, hey, we got to do this and this because we have to carry, carry on my wayward son. Right. It's just the way it is. It's uh, not good, but fuck it. That just is what it is. I know. I'm trying to find something here. There is. I tried finding myself once, but apparently you can't do that in public. It's called uh, indecent exposure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so Warren, it's actually Warren Jeffs. You know, he's that. Cult, that Mormon cult leader who made his followers dress in those, um, you know, those old frontier outfits that covered them from neck to didn't feet. Didn't we cover him? No, we didn't. No, no, no. no it was it was a different one. It, it was, was a different one. But right. you know, and it's like he started like having sex with all the teenagers and marrying them and all this other stuff, and it was just. I mean, it's disgusting what he did. But still, I have heard, I, I haven't verified this, so don't quote me, that some of his devote followers, even the women, are staying on the compound and still carrying on, you know, because they believe that his teachings from prison still carry through. Yeah, but there you go. So, I yeah. mean, that's what I've heard. Like I said, I haven't been able to verify that. But and it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. Because you, it's you have those people that are so indoctrined and brainwashed that they believe that's the only way of life. Exactly, you know, and I think I find that with, like I said, every religion, no matter if it's Christianity or or whatever it is, right? Is um, everything is based on your faith in that religion and what you think you're gonna get out of it, right? You know, um, I pick on the Christians all the time only because they pick on me all the time and sit there and go, but you should believe in Jesus. How about I don't? How about that? But look at the Jehovah Witnesses who only believe 122,000 people were. That was 144. Ascend. It might be 144. 144. Like ascend to heaven while everybody else is, I don't know, supposed to be in limbo. Yeah, And that's and they're only a select few. Do you know how many 144,000 people that's a are? Drop in the bike. I tell you, if, that's not even a fraction. If I believe that. I would be keeping that shit a secret. I think that's like, less than the population of Portland. <laughs> it is. I mean, hey, what do you believe in? I believe in the spaghetti monster. I'm not bringing <laughs> you to my church. I want to be one of the 144, man. <laughs> no doubt, yo. I mean, I just, yeah, it just, when it comes to, I mean, yes, they practice, I guess, what could be considered a cult, you know, rituals, but they can't, I mean, they, they were part of this brainwashed cult that, you know, he convinced these people that they were untouchable, that they were invincible. Right, right, right. You know, so and everybody wants to be invincible. Remember when we were, you know, six foot tall and bulletproof when we were teenagers? Yeah, back when I was totally stupid, like dumber <laughs> than I, I am now. I knew it all. <laughs> yeah, back, back when I was super stupid, not just half stupid like now. Yeah. I'm telling you, I did some stupid shit back when I was teenager, early 20s. Yeah, because I was thought, what's yes. the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? What's going to happen later? Well, you know what? My knees and my back and everything tell me right now, you fucked the fuck up. 
Yeah, it's know. like, I fucking warned you, and there, here we are. Like, yeah, now my back hurts, my knees hurt, my butthole hurts. Well, my knees and every my knees have to do a lot with the sports I was in, but still. <laughs> I, yeah. I would, no. Giving blowjobs is not a sport. I'm just was, saying. I was in volleyball and track and. Ball gargling. Yeah. Shut up. I used to be a ball athletic. I would run a mile almost every day and lift weights constantly. Then now you just walk the streets. Okay. And now I, I, I freaking hate you. <laughs> you know what? Not everybody can get by on their porn stash. Uh, we got to post that picture because <laughs> everybody's going to be like, "What is she talking?" I about? want everybody's Granted, opinion. It wasn't bushy, but no, you know. that's a sexy ass stash, man. No, dude. It's almost like a Fu Manchu going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kind of a little bit without the, you know, the goatee part of it. Yeah. I'm Scott and I'm hot because I'm able with the cable. No, I'm here to long hair and the earring for you. Yeah, it was good. When he first showed me that picture, I will tell everybody right now. I laughed so hard. You're a dick, man. <laughs> I'm here to plug you Whatever, in. Whatever one of the first pictures you saw of me from way back when, you're like, who's the dude? <laughs> I'm like, that's me, fucker. Sir, I'm going to need you to calm down, <laughs> but okay? I, I mean, oh, in my oh. defense, I had really short hair, and that's back when I was at my heaviest, like almost 500 pounds. Oh, no, I got one for you. This is your crazy dial. <laughs> you watched that video. I'm turning it down. <laughs> Look, you're up here. I need you down here. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that. I was like, oh, God, you better not ever do those to me. Oh, man. But, yeah, um, <clears throat> it, uh, every group of people will follow mm-hmm. that group. Somebody who gives them promises that they need to hear. Right. Whether it's politicians mm-hmm. or religion. Because you think that you're going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Would you believe in a God if there was nothing for you at the end of the rainbow? Like, you, you, you're not going to be blessed for anything. Right. When you go to the afterlife, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. No, you wouldn't. There's the, 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 you're making an investment. You're making an investment in your time right. to go and worship that God. Um. Yeah, because politicians my, are the same way. That's why we vote for politicians. Hey, they promised that we're going to do X, Y, and Z. So <laughs> let's not talk about Bush Senior. Read my lips. No new taxes. Voted in the office. Raise taxes. You know what? It, you know what Barbara Bush did, don't you? What? She shaved her vagina, lifted up her skirt, and said, "Read my lips. No more Bush." <laughs> that was a horrible joke. <laughs> horrible joke. <laughs> 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 but his son was worth with. Worse with his ebonics. I <laughs> loved him. Any, I I loved him too. I mean, it, and he was on par. I don't care what you say, what anybody says. Some of the tweets that Donald Trump said, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true. I love the Bushisms, though, and my favorites were. <laughs> you remember this? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame <laughs> on you. Me, the, uh, you know what? I'm out of here. Bye bye. <laughs> and my absolute favorite, and the terrorists are keeping the um, um, gynecologists from practicing their uh, th- their love with women all over the world. I had TiVo when he said that. Okay, I recorded Did you that. Save it forever. I, uh, not forever, but I backed oh. that after after this whole speech was over. I, I he didn't fucking say that. I rewound it and I heard that you know, guy in college and practicing their life. Like, oh my god, 
That is freaking epic. That That is epic. That because is the terrorists epic. are keeping me from practicing my see, love with see, women all over the world. See, but see, that boils down to like the fanatic Muslims, too. You know, the ones that are way fanatical. That believe, How many virgins is it that they're going to get in heaven? Oh, Seven? Seventy. No. Seventy. That's right. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. They actually believe that, so they're willing to go blow themselves up because they think they're going to have a virgin, you know, for a month and two and a half months, you know, and just rotate them. <laughs> just saying. That's what I do. It was. It's just. I mean, I don't understand that thought process. But then again, maybe you know that's what they need to hear. But you. you like I said, it's religion and it's politics. They kind of yeah, go hand in hand. They do. Because we have politicians now mm-hmm. that, okay, I know I'm going to catch shit from the fucking liberals, but that's okay. <laughs> Build back better. <laughs> Who? We- fucking Biden right now. Yeah. We're going to build back better. You haven't built shit. True Inflation that. is out of control. You know, but to you know, to the flip side, every politician has made their 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 promises, yes, and not exactly fulfilled them. This is okay? true. Obama was the same way. Everybody's going to have health care. Nobody's going to have to pay for it. And even then, I went. Mean, he's even a lying in motherfucker. local politics. I mean, Ben Unger was running for something out in Washington County, and I actually voted for him because he came around door to door and made all these promises about education. Not one of them. Went through, not even tried to do it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But you have those hardcore followers that will sit there and go, "Oh Oh, yeah, he's perfect and can't do anything wrong." And you know, fuck the other guy. And it's it's you know, there is such a hard line drawn in politics nowadays that nobody is is like you know they can't come to any agreements anymore. Uh, And that's on both sides of the coin, by the way. Exactly for for the the Republicans and the Democrats. That's why I said there's a hard line and nobody can agree. That's why I'm more of a moderate, and I sit there and I go, okay, some things make sense from both sides. Yes, I'm an independent voter for that reason. I'm a I'm a whore. Um, You know, wrong (laughs) wrong topic. Yeah, no, I'm independent because I I literally will like study every candidate and what they what they stand for and you know what they've already done and you know and everything before I even vote. Well, religions are the same way though. Oh yeah, totally. You know, um, and and organizations are. Let's take the Ku Klux Klan. When David Duke was oh, yeah. dead, somebody took his place. There was somebody before David Duke. There was, and there. Was- Somebody still to this day is running parts of the KKK. Yes. Every group, because this is what the these people believe in. They do. They believe in a superior race. Right. Or they believe in a superior God mm-hmm. or a superior place. But there's always a payout for it. There right? is. There with, is. With the KKK, it is like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. let's make everything white because if it's white, it's all right. Uh, with the with the Satan worshiper, narco people that we were talking about right it's, hey if we do all this then we, yeah we're gonna go to hell but it, we're gonna be in a good place in hell exactly um, with the christians i'm gonna go and i'm gonna be able to see jesus and i'm gonna see all my family members. right and the mormons believe the more children they have the closer you know closer to a god they a god they will be uh, those religions mormonism 
uh, and fucking so, Jehovah Witnesses. And, and Scientology. They crack me up, and I'll tell you do. why. Because did too. you know as a woman, you cannot become, you cannot ascend to heaven unless your oh, husband yeah. calls you up and say, like, yeah. hey, bitch. So I'll tell you what, that's why I tell everybody I might become a Mormon because I'll look at, don't burn that fucking pot roast. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> You fuck don't up dinner. Don't make that casserole. No yeah. tuna casserole. <laughs> I don't even like tuna casserole. You make that. Guess what? Come on with me, Jack. Fuck oh, you. Yeah. You know, and you know, and it's like, um, oh, oh my goodness, I can't even think what I was gonna say now. But it it is. I mean, it's just, you have all ends of the spectrum where you know there is always somebody to take somebody's place. I mean, we have it in our politics. There's always going to be a president, one president right after the other. Yes. Right? So somebody is always taking that person's place. When Osama bin Laden was killed, somebody was there to take his place. Right. You know, so there was no end to terrorism and extreme, you know, fanatical Muslims. And that's a good example for the religious part of it because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Osama bin Laden let led the terrorist organization that yes. he did. Al-Qaeda. And Al-Qaeda. And so somebody has to take his place because it's based on what they believe is correct in the Quran. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and then ISIS took over. Yeah, then and ISIS took over. It's And it's like how what people interpret in the Bible, too. Yeah. You know? You know, you have the extremist uh, for, for all. I bring up West, ba- West Westboro Baptist, Baptist Church. Church. They're the extremists for the fucking oh Christians currently. You know? They're the ones that, I mean, they take bap- Southern baptism, white baptism, to a whole new level when they start, you know, spewing their turn and burn and protesting veterans' funerals. You know what? That veteran died so that you could do, you could protest. But so that's what they believe is right. It, so let's, exactly. let's say that I went and I assassinated the leader of the Westboro Baptist Church right now. Oh, I'd applaud. Within a week, that's, somebody's going to mm-hmm. take his place. Well, and, that, and they'll carry on. I mean, and let's even take it to a, you know, a lower level. You know, motorcycle gangs. Leaders, you know, go, you know, they die or they go to jail or whatever. Somebody's there to take their place. Yeah. So that's The Hells Angels have been around forever. Now, I think the only difference with the with the narco satanists and how they're being ran now is that everything evolves and they've mm-hmm. learned from the 80s and probably right. the 90s a hey, maybe we need to operate operate more in a clandestine way right low profile super low profile and we don't have... kidnap any american right be selective on who we sacrifice mm-hmm. you know because what's going to get you busted more if okay Let's say that I was kidnapped and sacrificed. Well, there's going to be a search for that. Mm-hmm. But let's say that you that you kidnapped a hobo, right, from Portland. Well, the, nobody's going to know. The, no, nobody's going to care. The um, the um, the sisters who had the oh, uh, the, the, brothel. the brothel sisters. Yeah, they just killed their you know their workers, and nobody cared for yeah. a long time. Yeah, they 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 yeah. You know, if a chick got wore out or. You know, was fucking had a kid, or tr- or tried to disobey her their rules. Yeah, they just killed him. Yeah, you know, and nobody gave a fuck. Nobody cared, you know, because in that, you know, and not don't get me wrong, not all of Mexico, I don't think, is a third world country. Okay, um, you know what I mean. But in those areas, they are, you know, and nobody cares about the street people. 
Nobody does. We got to look at resources too. That's true. Okay, too. so let's say that you're living in a homeless camp. Okay, and all of a sudden you disappear. Right. Even if the hobos go to the cops, right, and say, "Hey, man, Tammy was here," and then she walked down to Foster right. Road and she disappeared. Right. The cops are going to be like, "She just moved. Okay, she just, you she know, just moved on. She's or she's trying to better herself or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody's well, and that happened with the Cleveland torso murders. Yep. Yes, you it know, did. they yeah. were in those shanties, and it's like people started disappearing, and they're like, "Oh, well, maybe they just moved to a different place." So yeah, or, that, you know. that's what I think that these guys are doing. They're just working more clandestine, right? And they're continuing on. They're probably continuing on with the drug trafficking and the making the hey, we'll cast a spell for you because you're a hairy wizard or you're a wizard <laughs> Harry, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, Henry Gray. Well, and I, yeah, and I agree with you on that one. It's you know. Um, I can't even remember right now. What kind of gets me with this, though, is this is the chick. Who, okay, here's my thing. Whatever you believe in out there, believe in it. Okay? Right. I got no problem with it. If you're not harming anybody, but I digress. This chick is like hardcore into this, and then all of a sudden goes, I had nothing to do with this at all. I didn't even know this was happening. I didn't know about it until the news told me. Yeah, no, that's, that's retarded. No. Have conviction. She was his right-hand woman. Yeah, have conviction in the shit you're doing, man. Yeah. If you're going to be a dickhead, follow it through. Right. Don't be a piece of shit. That's like Hitler's follow it through. girlfriend. It wasn't his wife, but his girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Bad choice, Mary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't neither. But you know, it's like, yeah, she was his right hand woman. There is no way she didn't know what was happening. Exactly. You know, and what? But what gets me is she had a really good life. She was, you know, she was a rising star. She was going to be successful. Could have been successful, and then she falls for this dumbass. Yeah. Well, totes, totes my guts. You know, and it's not like they ever. It was established that she had a horrible childhood. You know, right, right, right. But that goes in to the 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 disease we were talking about. The 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 hybristophilia. Yeah, that's it. God, I just can't remember it. Fuck. It's gonna be a big word for you. I can't use five dollar words today, man. You can't. Call, call up your cousin and say that one to him. I dare you. <laughs> you know what I'll hear? I hear. A Pop, <laughs> Billy, Billy, His you there? Daddy, Dad, his head down, blowed off. It just exploded like a big old zit, <laughs> like his truck when he lit. The- yep, it exploded like his truck when he left it running next to that stump. He's trying to blow out of the ground. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm so proud of my family. So, so I agree with you. It's like there's always going to be somebody to take over. Let's wrap this one up. How about that? That's fine. All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Log on to Facebook and join Citizens of Brutal Nation and interact with us. Check out on Amazon SK101, written by serial killer Todd Kolop and Tammy, the underdog, underwear-wearing Sasquatch looking Underwood. There we go again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's actually getting really good reviews. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, I mean, people are talking about it on Facebook and yeah. Good. I haven't read any reviews on Amazon yet, but yeah. Driven. 
This show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. If you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, except for Metal Cross Radio, they're lying, thieving bastards. bastards. And we will see you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.